Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. It's funny and because I think the two fans would agree with me. Okay. I was going to start with something a little, uh, something else, just like real quick. But don't you find it funny that when we have the most amount of content to talk about when it comes to sports, being like primarily we're both football fans, that we record the least amount of times per week because of the amount of football going on? Like in the offseason of football, we're like two times a week. And we found ourselves this football season like one time a week. Because usually we'll record like tonight, Tuesday night. Because you can't record Monday because then the content becomes, you know, what if something happens Monday? Then you're you're outdated. Which typically does. Not, which does. I would say four out of five. Yeah, typically. And then, you know, Thursday, we would usually like we can't do Tuesday and then record Wednesday because it's like that'd be like I mean, we cover everything pretty much from last week. This I mean, we could do like a Wednesday preview. But most of the time, we just end up doing like Thursday sometimes. But most of the time, again, there's a football game Thursday. And then Friday, it's like it's tough on Fridays to like find time between you and myself. So it's funny that we have the most amount of content this time of year, yet we only find one day a week to record usually. So kind of ironic because we're always talking uh, in the off season. Like, I can't wait for more content. I can't wait for football season. But at the same time, it's the beautiful thing of football season. It's like, mm. You know, it has its drawbacks, but God, you love it. Um, no, it's very true. But you were just like griping about something. I want to. Oh, I'll get to that later. I'm in a good, okay. I'm in a good mood right now. So, okay. Um, on <laughs> it's pretty interesting. On Saturday, I did this thing where um, Mia wanted to go, it's like on some river. Kayak on some river that leads to this waterfall, mm. like an hour and a half north of here. I was like, okay. It was a six hour thing. Started at nine in the morning. To cut a long story short, um, it was about, it was about like four o'clock central time when, um, we finally were wrapping up, getting done with that. Still had to drive an hour and a half back home. Somehow I let Mia convince me to let's just not, you know, look at anything and let's watch it when we get home because I have the, the games recorded. She's like, let's just watch it when we get home. Oh, God. I let her... Conv- talk me into this idea mm. then watch the game mm. and I was like why did you talk me into this I could have just known on the drive home and just gone on with the rest of my night because <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that was hard to lost. watch because because I, I just felt like we we weren't outmatched bro Texas A&M was not outmatched like we, we usually are we lost that game. They didn't win that game. I mean, when you have three false starts back to back to back on third down, like, I mean, I that's, say... I mean, what was it, 17 total penalties by Alabama, something like that? I mean, that is, yeah. like, come on. Like, we lost they're that trying game. To hand it, they're trying to hand it to us on a platter. And um, the thing is, Jimbo Fisher, you either got to have your nuts hanging out and be cons- aggressive with your balls in a, in a wheelbarrow the whole game. You can't, on the first drive, in your, inside your 25-yard line or whatever, go for fourth and one instead of kicking a field goal. And then at the end of the half, when you have two timeouts and like a minute left, Oh, we're just gonna run down the clock, you know, take the seven point lead into halftime. Like, what? Make it make sense, bruh. And then the second half, just here, like, quick little play by play of our drives in the second half. 
interception, punt, punt, miss field goal, safety, field goal. Which don't even, I mean, I'm sure we'll discuss the last four minutes of the game in the clock management, which was abysmal at best. I mean, just, it, it was it was really tough to watch in real time or I'm sure recorded. But, I mean, you said it. it you said it's 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 always nerve wracking when everybody picks the Aggies to win. It's always nerve wracking. It's it's never. I I, I want to say it's never a good sign. Like it just it just. Yep. I feel like the same thing for Miami too. Like everybody was picking us to beat Miami, and then just I, I know this is a different caliber. But could you imagine if we we're in the college football playoff? Which I mean. I'm I'm almost there to say like well it'll never happen like every year it seems like mm-hmm. there's a possibility but you know it'll never happen I when it does I mean I'll be buying a ticket to go 100% dude but if I'll, we get I'll to the college football playoff and people start picking us to win dude I mean it's it's almost like I want to go to the casino and just bet the bet the opposite team at that point cuz it's like we're just it's conditioned not, yeah, it's too good yeah I was trying to tell everybody at work at my job. They were like, "Oh, you know, got got a And M plus three and a half, or whatever." And I was just like, "Or plus two and a half." And I was just like, "Bro, we're gonna lose. <laughs> we are going to lose." I don't like. So people are like, "Oh, should I take the money line?" I'm like, "Bro, we are going to lose. <laughs> Alabama's not that. We are going to lose." I don't know how many times I had to state that throughout the week. Um, just because I just feel like there's, there's always something. This time, it wasn't the talent thing. It really wasn't. Well, yes, it really wasn't. It was our secondary is poo-poo garbage. I'm telling you right now. It is. I've been preaching this for weeks. Two fans, go look it up if you haven't heard me say for the past weeks. Our secondary is sus. Very sus. And it's so sad because we have such a great D-line. Like, our front seven is amazing. A++. If only our secondary could be at least, like, a C-, minus, this would be a great defense. But we have a F, F, triple F secondary that absolutely sucks. I mean, I know you saw Burton freaking... Was whoever number twenty eight is DeBerry. DeBerry, he he just get somebody from the crowd, bro. You might as well because he was getting cooked up. He, I honestly, I'm trying to debate what was worse: the cooking that Burton gave. What was it DeBerry Saturday afternoon, or what Stefan Diggs did the other week to? I don't even know the Miami cornerback that just got ripped up to shreds, but it it was just, it was so bad. It was like just pinpointing him out and just throwing it his way every single time. It it was ridiculous. Kind of sucks too. If you think about it, that field goal that we passed up on to go for fourth and one, that's three points. The missed field goal, that's six points, 26, 26. You know, who knows at that point. Are you discussing the field goal that we took in the fourth quarter at the end of the game? Um, Because this was was my gripe at the end of the game. We have that running play that scores and gets called back because of a holding. Okay? I'm looking at the play-by-play here. There's less than three minutes left in the game. 2.58 to be exact. We have... I believe three timeouts. We do have th- we have three timeouts left at that point. You are under three minutes. You are down at that point nine points. Okay. You run one pass play. This this is this is where it gets me because I was I was saying this the entire time. Okay, it gets called back. Momentum stops at that point because your your adrenaline is rushing. You thought you scored and there's a holding call. You take a shot to the end zone, you do a pass play that doesn't burn any time. If you don't score, you kick a field goal on third down. That's that's what I would do. Because you give them the ball back, you still have three timeouts, and there's about two and a half minutes, 245 left. 
So you trust your defense that has been doing an amazing job and the fact that they're going to continue to make mistakes, fundamental mistakes, like jumping off sides three times in a row. That is something to me. But instead, what ends up happening is they burn a minute and a half trying to score and essentially making that the last possession that the Aggies had. So, like, in, in my opinion, you're down nine points. Either way, you need to score twice. Get the points and then get the ball back so you have the last, like, minute and a half with one or two timeouts left. And then you can try and go score and do the do the hero shots at that point. That was what killed me is we're sitting there and we have to kick the field goal, which thankfully we made. And then they get the ball back. And there's a little over two minutes left at that point. So you burn about a, a minute 15, a minute 30 just in the red zone after that, after that call back touchdown. That killed me. Because it's I'm sitting there and it's just like that Colorado thing I was griping about a couple of weeks ago with the guy who was running the ball when they needed to score twice. He ran the ball five or six times with six minutes left and no timeouts. Colorado did. It, it just it, against USC, it blew my mind because I'm sitting there like, how do you not have clock awareness? In, in situations like this, it, it just it, it was terrible to watch Jimbo just mismanage the clock in the last three minutes when you have to score twice. It's not like if you score a touchdown, you're up or you're tied. It's no, you have to score twice regardless. So get the fucking ball back because if you burn too much time, you're not going to get the ball back. And that's what happened. It was miserable. It was miserable to watch. And I mean, talk about a tale of two halves, man. I mean, the first half just they look good. They look good. And Bama is not that good. Like, at least in comparison to what they were in the past couple of years or the past two decades. <laughs> like, they're, they're not as good as, as they have been. This was a real opportunity. in the amount of penalties, I'll get the exact number here, but the amount of penalties by Alabama was insane. They had 14 penalties. We had four. They had 14 penalties, dude, and two turnovers. And you don't win that game. That's that's terrible. The main t- main thing too is um once again, I feel like AM got out coached. Um heavily. We 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 did good in that first half. Everything looked good. Came out second half. You saw immediately because our the AM AM's front was able to get to Milro so easily. It's kind of like, all right, we're just going to do short, quick passes to offset the D-line crushing us. And I just felt like our D coordinator, Durkin, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. And just, I feel like Durkin just never adjusted to that. There was no adjustments made. He just kept trying to do the same thing. And on the offensive side, you know, you see that it's like, is opposite that's something we should we should have been doing um maybe to offset alabama's d-line because in the second half alabama's d-line just took over uh, i mean max johnson couldn't even breathe um without almost getting sacked um i swear that dude's gonna okay. get hurt one of these games do you see the way this man runs do you see the 14. way this man runs there is a sideline. There is a sideline, bro. And he sees a 265 pound jack linebacker. He says, screw it. I'm going head to head with this linebacker. And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? We already are down one starting quarterback. Are you trying to make it another? My LSU friends call him Minimal Johnson. You have Maximum, you have maximum Johnson and you have Minimal Johnson. And Minimal Johnson showed up. But what. I mean, to go into the half up seven and then go into the fourth quarter down nine. Sorry, down seven. And then you have the safety, which is terrible. I mean, to have a safety when you're only down seven to like to put make it a two score game. I mean, can't have that. Cannot have that. It's terrible. So, I mean, at 14 unanswered points in the third quarter by them. I, it's definitely just outcoached, just outcoached in the, in 14 penalties to four. I mean, you, you can't, you read these stats. It's like you are outcoached. 
They had 10 more penalties. And another... They had a fumble loss. We we both threw an interception apiece, but they had they lost a fumble. So one one additional turnover in our favor and ten penalties in our favor. And you still lose. That's terrible. I mean it, it was these, these are the games here. These these are the games that I, I lose I lose faith in like our ability to win these important games like these these must like you you need to win these games and not even convincingly like you have to find a way to win these games in order to make it to the end or else we're stuck playing wake forest in a bowl game again which honestly if we made a bowl game which we will but there was that one year we didn't was that last year two years ago something like that last year last year last year okay i didn't want to speak out of turn but last year at least we'll make one this year it's crazy, dude. So much money in the program. $100 million coach. You know and it's you also, on a silver platter. It's crazy. You know what's also crazy and disappointing? Going to Atlanta to see the your Houston Texans play and for them to just shit the bed like they did in your face this time. It's just, it's disappointing, but, you know, I still feel like we're way, we're way past expected progression at this point. Oh, yeah. And so, with that being said, I, I'm, I'm, it sucked, but it, it's there. Uh, felt like we just had too many field goals, too many field goals in the red zone. I mean, we had, we were up. I think 12, 12, 7, 12, 9, 12, 10. We had 12 points off from field goals, four straight field goals. I'm like, man, you just convert two of those into touchdowns. We win this game easily. Um, defense played well. They got turnovers. Dude, some of, some of those fumbles were like ridiculous. Um, you know, we're CJ Stroud. I mean, he's on his way to rookie of the year if he keeps this up. Um, still no interceptions. Yep, still no interception. He there was one that was close, bro. Uh, I think it was a. Uh, he had I forgot the who I think it was Robert Woods. He had Robert Woods kind of on the post out towards out of bounds. He was wide open, but you could tell Jesse uh, Bates back there at safety baited him into that throw. And jumped the route, but just like came up short of catching, catching the ball. I was like, as soon as it came out of Stroud's hands, I was like, oh shit, this is not good. But he ended up not fully catching it, so I was like, there, you know, you're a little bit of luck in this record here. <laughs> Definitely. How was the stadium? Was the stadium cool? Oh, it was nice, dude. They had the roof open too, dude. It was beautiful. It was clear sky. It was like sixty degrees. Felt so good. It was awesome. They get turnt. <laughs> they get turnt over there. It's funny how lit it is for only half the stadium being filled. <laughs> like yeah, it says here seventy thousand in attendance. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. It, the, um, did I have that right? Oh no, it was. This is ninety three percent capacity. It's about sixty nine and a half thousand people there. Actual capacity seventy five thousand. So must have must have felt empty. I guess I don't know. It seems pretty full based on ticket sales here or whatever they use for the metric. Um, speaking of good weather, on a different note, I uh, I played in a charity golf tournament on Saturday. Like tee off is at like eight a.m. Bro, it was like 68 degrees, sunny, like slight breeze. Ugh. This is why I feel like moving out of Texas, I would I would appreciate it, but nothing would ever take away from the appreciation that I feel of going through those 100-degree days and then finally getting like a nice, crisp, like 70-degree golf day or just like a day outside. Like I was just – it was just the greatest excuse to be outside. It was – it was – 
phenomenal. We ended up losing the tournament. We shot 57. We shot 15 under, which is remarkable. No mulligans, no anything. And we lost. We came in fourth place. And the winning team shot 53, 19 under, which is not believable because it wasn't. And one of my teammates asked me a question and he said, you know, how is it even possible that we're in fourth place? I mean, we were, we were playing incredible. I mean, we missed a couple like shots here and there, but it was like, nobody's going to play a perfect game. And I looked at my teammate and it's actually, it was Brett actually it was Brett because I played <laughs> with him and he's a, he's a decent golfer. I, I mean, he's all right. He was, uh, I was giving him shit. He was, I gave him shit at the end of the round saying he was our weak link, but I'm not going to say if that was true or not true, but he, uh, he made some putts and I educated Brett on the fact that if it's a charity golf tournament and it doesn't mean anything, people are going to cheat. That's just the nature of it. People just cheat. They put down whatever score. It doesn't matter. They just want to win for the charity clout or whatever. These little medals, we did like something funny at the end where we showed up for free because like they just needed another team to fill. So I brought the eight team. Like I brought some of the best players I know, minus Brett. Just kidding. I mean, <laughs> he was he was he was one of the first text messages. Brett's a good player. I'm just giving him shit. Um, and uh, we did something kind of funny where we almost did like a Isaiah Thomas thing where we like walked out of the like medal ceremony. They're like getting ready to talk, and we all just kind of got up and left. We we're like, we're not gonna sit here for this bullshit. Like. We played the best game today, and they're, the cheaters beat us. We kind of did the Isaiah Thomas where we like ducked and walked out. But it was a crisp 70 degrees, dude. Hard to beat. And then go straight from there to the the bar to watch the Aggies, and my day just got worse from there. So pretty miserable. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I had a great day man. going. It was, it was a fantastic day, similar to yours. It was a great day, ruined by the Aggies. Can't tell you That's how many Saturdays that happens, though. <laughs> I feel like that's me on Sundays with my fantasy football team because Lord behold. <sighs> it was a tough week for me too. Well, starting with the two fans, I guess I did whoop the shit out of Orion. I just want two fans. Let y'all know that. Um, so I, I want to declare that I think I won the trade. What was the trade? I think I, uh, me trading CMC and who did I give him Jalen Waddle for Tyreek Hill and uh Christian Watson. Wow. You were literally in like the group chat, bro. I don't know why you said so well, okay. There's a lot of trades that go on, okay. I don't memorize all of the trades that happen in between my friends. I don't I don't memorize that. That is, eh, that's pretty good in your face. I like CMC. I have CMC in the gridiron, and I love CMC. Dude, that man is a savior. Uh, dude, my my two fans team this week, obviously Anthony Richardson got hurt again. Only four points. Hurts my soul. Got hurt again. Mm-hmm. But what really sucked is that Saquon was like listed as like a, I don't know the technical term, but he was supposed to play. He was like questionable, doubtful. I believe. I don't think he was doubtful. I, I don't think he was doubt, doubtful. I think he was questionable, which is the positive side. Like he has the potential to play. Doubtful is like the negative side. Like he probably isn't going to play. So listen, is questionable. And he gets a late or, you know, early Sunday scratch. Like he's not going to play. So I think like, okay, I need to go to the waiver because Rashad White and Jerome Ford are already on uh on bye week and then jameer gibbs is also injured or he's questionable he doesn't play so there are four running backs on my roster that are all either out because of bye week or out because of injury so i had to go to the waiver and i had to work the waiver and i just i just didn't do a good job i didn't pick up zach moss because jonathan taylor was coming back and i thought zach moss i mean like I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I just, I just, you know, it's kind of like that thing where it's almost uh, like Cooper Cup where Cooper Cup's coming back. So, like, I'm not going to start 2-2 Atwell. Like, just not going to happen. You know, kind of the same thing with with Zach Moss. Just not thinking they're going to, like, play him much. Well, he had, like, 30 fucking points. It would have been great. Would have been Jonathan great for Taylor me. didn't even up. play, right? I I think he did. Didn't he? I'm not sure. No, I don't think he, if he, he didn't, played, then, 
that's that's why I'm kind of thrown off because I'm like, I don't think he has. Well, he was yet, listed. Uh, Zach Moss was listed as like low projected total. That's probably why I didn't pick him up because I thought I was like, okay, he's probably not going to play like much. He's not going to get his share of the snaps or I thought it would be depleted. Obviously, in hindsight, it's a stupid decision. I should have picked him up. Instead, picked up a Zeke. Because I thought Zeke, I thought he'd be a good, you know, goal line back. I thought he'd at least get me like seven points, at least. Bro, the Patriots lost 34 to zero. Zeke had seven points. Which is, I mean, not terrible. About what I expected, but I didn't expect him to lose 34 to zero, bro. And I'll get into the gridiron where I also had Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson gave me about two points. Patriots, I'm about to just get rid of all my Patriot players because they are dog shit. They got whooped up on by Derek Carr. By Derek Carr. Yeah. And then I I picked up because I'm thinking Saquon's not healthy. I need another starting running back. Let me pick up Matt Breida. In all of my years of playing fantasy football, that has to be the stupidest fucking decision I've ever made. (laughs) Of all of my years. I don't know what was going through my mind. I was hung over on Sunday morning. And I don't know what in my brain said Matt Brito would be a good pickup. Matt Brito will get touches. Or you can give this man 100 carries. He'd probably still get 10 yards. Matt Brito sucks. <laughs> 3.4 points. The rest of my team, Marquis 16, Jordan Addison 18, Cole Komet, new pickup, Chicago tight end 15, Gabe Davis 22 points, Christian Kirk 14. Kicker only gave me three, but it's the fucking kicker. My quarterback and my two running backs crushed me. Crushed me. I lost to Tyler by 65 points. Ouch. It was miserable. But I'm not disappointed in my team. I'm more disappointed in my management style. When when the game's on the line and you need to win that week and you got to play the waiver... And there was a clear choice to not pick up Matt freaking Brita. I picked up Matt Brita. That is, that's on me. That's a bad decision. I shouldn't have done it. That's the two fans league. So I'm two and three in that league. Not totally upset about it. Really need Anthony Richardson to finish a freaking football game. Because he has not, fin- I feel like he hasn't finished any game at all this year. I don't get it. But I'm too scared to drop him. Just like how that's too scared two fans to report. bench. Bench Jameer Gibbs in the gridiron, which ended up doing anyways because uh, he was out, like you mentioned. Yeah, the gridiron is not, dude, I've been having the absolute worst. I'm one in four. And I swear my, my team hmm. is not one in four bad. It is not at all. I told you this when we drafted. My team is not one in four bad, but look look at this luck, bro. So... I felt like I've literally just, I'm like the, um, I must be like the Denver Broncos of the fantasy team, of the fantasy league, because people face me and they just go, they just go super Saiyan mode. All their players just freaking go off. And I'm just there like, what the fuck? Um, Let me see this shit. First of all, this past week. Had to go against DJ Moore, 47 mm. points on Thursday night. Already right there, I knew what I was in for. And that was just an absolute ass It's an uphill whooping. battle. <laughs> yeah, it's an absolute ass whooping. Josh Allen, 30, 30 points. Devon A. Chain, 22 points. So between those three players, they are essentially at your total. Yeah. Damn close. That's about 100 points. You scored 115. Yeah. (laughs) Surprisingly, (laughs) it's pretty funny. The two top scorers I had was the Jets defense Mm. and and Adam Thielen with 23 points. (laughs) Motherfucking Adam Thielen was my top. (laughs) And I was just like, bro, I mean... It just... That was one, and then... Um, 
don't get me started when I faced you. Uh, Raheem Mostert just went bananas for that 44 points. I, I literally almost, I almost lost week one because of Brandon Ayuk. And then, let's see, who went off week three? I went, I, I went, week two, I went against Justin Jefferson. Got to chalk it up to the game at that point because it's just, it's JJ, you know what I mean? Which he's yeah, out. I just, My Jordan I've, Addison pick is looking pretty good. I have had shitty luck. And it's, you know what makes me mad about that trade? Mark Andrews for, um, what's his face? Richardson and Jerome Ford. Richardson and Jerome Ford. The reason I was beat this past week was because of fucking Mark Andrews. And I'm just like, and you're just trading him away for like a broom and a, some sliced cheese single craft singles. Like, bro, what? And then you were on here earlier trying to convince me that wasn't that bad of a trade. I'm like, that is horrific, dude. I know you don't know this stuff, bro. That is a horrific trade. That is that is a horrific. Absolute horrific. You're one trade. and four. I'm four and one. Look, he has Joe Burrow. Why does he need another quarterback? He doesn't. All right. He already has Joe Burrow. And I don't care that he's kind of like, eh, right now, but you're not like, you look me in my eyes. If you had Joe Burrow as your fantasy quarterback, would uh, you be dropping him? No, right? No. Never. You would never. You can never bench Joe Joe Burr Joe Shiesty. Yeah. You got to ride it. You just ride it. So first of all, that's that's one, and then Ford doesn't make any sense when you already have Cook, DeAndre Swift, and Damian Pierce. You got three running backs that are better than Ford, and, but yet you get rid of literally. Kelsey's on the down, down slide a little bit. So as of right now, Mark Andrews is the number one fantasy tight end in a position where it's either you have top three, you have like either the top three or top four, or you're just dealing with what you got. You're on the waiver wire or whatever. It's like tight ends, good tight ends, consistent producing tight ends don't come like that and i was just like dude that i saw that shit and i was like dude that was egregious like if i knew i could have got that from mark andrews i would have sent in some bullshit ass trade a long time ago i mean i i don't necessarily disagree with you just because anthony richardson seems to find himself injured every week so he's not really of crazy value fantasy wise but and i wouldn't trade jerome ford for him like, Anthony Richardson does not seem to be a value add to me on a team. Like, I have him, but I also drafted Aaron Rodgers. And then after that, I, I picked up, who was the other quarterback? I picked up another quarterback that had a season-ending injury. I don't remember who it was. But I, I had two back-to-back quarterbacks, and then I picked up Anthony Richardson. So I seem to be like the plague when it comes to quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. Um, but, but it's 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 also a need thing. Like he really didn't need a quarterback. He has Joe Burrow. He has three pretty much top running backs in Damian Pierce, DeAndre Swift, and um, James Cook. You don't really need another running back, but you get rid of the stud tight end. You have Mark Andrews and. Hey. Why can't this trade? I'm looking at his roster right now. He also has Matthew Stafford. So he has three quarterbacks on his roster. And we only slot one in this league. And he has so he has Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, and Anthony Richardson. I'm kind of yeah. I mean, he has Dallas Goddard. He has Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard's not a bad tight end, but I'm with you. If you have Mark Andrews, like don't let go of him. Like he's if you have Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, you just don't, you don't. That's like you can work with anything else, but tight end, you just don't, you don't, you don't just find those on the waiver wire or whatnot, unless you're, I mean, unless you're, I you're mean, unless you got a dummy league mate that gets rid of 
Greg Kittle, George Kittle, and then he goes I mean, off with three tuds. I I was ecstatic because it was, all, it was only right. It was, only I, right. it was it was ex, I was ecstatic because tight end has been the bane of my team. I drafted God. Who did I draft at tight end? I don't even remember, but he was terrible. Uh, doesn't matter. And then I picked up Zach Ertz. I was thinking Zach Ertz. Somebody has to. Oh, I picked up. Uh, shit. Who was the? I don't remember. It'll come to me. The tight end. But I pick up Zach Ertz, and Zach Ertz just wasn't doing it for me. Oh, Fryermuth. I, I drafted Pat Fryermuth, the Steelers tight end, thinking he would be something. Nothing. Zach Ertz. Nothing. And then I go to check because I'm so freaking sick and tired of I started Pat again, I think, last week, and he gave me nothing. And I was so tired of it. I went and checked the waiver wire, and there's George Kittle. I'm like, fucking George Kittle is on the waiver wire. So I like, I mean, if 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 we had like the the auction deal where you would auction the players, I would have paid the full pot just to get George Kittle, dude. Cause I'm like, this is the one piece my team is missing is a reliable tight end. And here's George Kittle. I don't care if he's had four bad weeks out of the out of the four that we've had. I don't care. It's George freaking Kittle. And so I picked him up. Man goes off. Goes absolutely bananas. What did he have last week? 22 points. 26 points. 26 points. I was minorly upset because I needed CMC to score. And CMC only got me 12, which was very un-CMC-like. But that's okay because... I got myself a tight end. I'm feeling good. Ron J. Stevenson, let me down. Now, see, I did have something with a trade earlier this year. I was going to be a potential that was going to trade Ramondre Stevenson straight up for Sam Laporta. Sam reached out to me, and I'm sitting there with Ramondre Stevenson, and I had him last year, and he's a really consistent back. And Raheem Mostert wasn't like quite producing what he was producing now. And then my other running back, it was literally Ramondre Stevenson, CMC, and Raheem Mostert. So sitting there, I'm like, Ramondre Stevenson is kind of a reliable back. Like, I, I kind of like having him because, like, him coupled with CMC, like Raheem, like, I didn't expect him to do what he's doing. Like, I thought he'd just be, like, a mid-tier back. So I didn't trade him. And then I kind of regretted that because, like, Laporta's become a pretty solid fantasy tight end. But then I see George freaking Kittle on the waiver wire i'm like i'm so glad i didn't trade him i got george freaking kittle like he is so good dude what are you doing why did you drop him i know this is gonna be easy to discredit since he went off um and i should the thing is i should have kept him until i should have known better to keep him because there was gonna be like with all this low like low performance i was like I just thought it would happen sooner, but I knew there was eventually going to be a game where, like, they're like, "Man, you know what? Let's get Kittle. Let, let's run some, let's run some touchdown plays for Kittle. You know, let's run, let's run some, let's get our boy involved. You know, he's been a little quiet throughout the season. They literally I talked knew- about that on the on the game cast. They talked about it. Yes, and like, I I I just I thought it would happen by now, and it didn't. I was like, man, screw this. I don't got time play games on this shit and lo and behold the first week i let him go boom that was the game that was the hey let's 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 do one for our boy because i swear to you alex bro i would watch those san francisco games just like in pain because a christian mccaffrey is just fucking scoring his ass off which makes me go crazy and then Kittle isn't even being freaking looked at bro he's like non-existent until this past weekend apparently I'm like shit man you it was just I'm it was so insane. happy you dropped him the missing piece bro the missing piece you know what i am well, I i'm still it. happy i dropped him because i know what's going what's coming after this back to averaging five points per game See, I just uh, my team is complete. Thank you. That's that's all I needed. Like now, I just hear Roger Stevenson not score two free, two freaking points. I need the Patriots not to be utterly terrible. And if the Patriots aren't terrible, that's that's all I need because I've got oh running back for San Francisco and the running back for Miami. 
That's you know, I just Cousins, realized. What, why do people hate on Kirk Cousins, dude? Kirk Cousins is so freaking consistent in fantasy. Like this man gives me 20 points every single week. I don't know why people hate on him. You know what? I just became even more upset about that damn trade because I offered Hanzi. I offered him Jameer Gibbs and Calvin Ridley Ooh. for Alvin Kamara. Ugh. And and I knew I was screwed because the first thing Hanzi said, he, his question is, oh, how many uh, points per game are they averaging? I'm just like, fuck. Uh, He's not going to go for this shit. Don't, tra- don't, don't trade on numbers. Trade on potential. I was just like, bro. I'm not getting this trade. And to know that I could have just offered that to uh, freaking what's his name, Cody Green, and I could have got Mark Andrews, which, uh. bro, that, I mean, me offering that, that's all right. If I were, did offer Calvin Ridley and Jameer Gibbs, that would seem like a more, that would be a more fair trade. That's like, okay, I see. All right. Then what? Mark Andrews was just traded for. I was like, God, sometimes you just need to toss the shit against the wall and see what sticks, man. And I should have just threw out some, I should have targeted some of these people that don't really pay attention, except I targeted the wrong one. I targeted the one that wants the numbers. <laughs> Bruh. See, this, targeted this the one that wants you, you, you talk shit, you get hit, dude. See, on, the, on draft night, I'm sitting there and ESPN projects me on draft day to be 10th out of 10. I'm currently second. You are ninth. I will like to say, as the fantasy manager, as the head coach of uh, Keep It Cool, um, we've been rather unlucky this season so far. Um, we've We've gotten pretty much everybody's best so far, but we have a solid squad. We're healthy. And um, there's still plenty of weeks to turn this thing around um, mm-hmm. in our favor. Eventually, the luck, the, the ball has to bounce in my favor. Mm-hmm. Like, things have to, as you say, like, everything has to go back to the, to the mean. Mm-hmm. I've, been, okay. I've been just getting ravaged on bad luck. Because okay. I should not be down there with... The other, I sh- I just my team is too good. I'm I'm not saying I'm over here like I should be four and one or anything, but I'm like, I'm at least like a two and three team, you know. If the ball bounced my way, three and two. But no, I'm one and four, and I just feel like, I just feel like I got to get a couple wins under my belt, just one week at a time. You know what I'm saying? Just make, start the right people. Look at the matchups. Just the simple things. Just, it's just, just one just, foot in front of the other. Yeah, just left <laughs> and right. You know what I mean? And, and, and as long as we start our people, the luck, everything will even out. We will go You're back. Produce. It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to produce. Um, it's a long season, you know? Let's cover some actual football real quick. Really, just one of the games I want to talk about because probably the most talked about game. I'm an Eagles fan, a devout Eagles fan, but I'm here to tell you right now that the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, and they absolutely proved that on Sunday Night Football, bro. They embarrassed the Cowboys. So, simple question. Are the 49ers that good or the Cowboys just not that good? The 49ers are that fucking good. And honestly, if there's not an injury that happens, which it's the 49ers, so it will. Somebody's somebody's going to get injured. Or the bad luck has finally ceased for the 49ers. And it's the ball is finally going to bounce back their way, and they're just going to go bananas to the Super Bowl all the way. Um, 
at, at this point. I mean, I, I don't know who can stop them. Their defense is nasty. Um, their offense is nastier. They got weapons all over the place. Mystery relevant is just timing so it up. good. Timing it up everywhere. I just I, I don't so there is good. no there's no flaws on this team, brother. Like I They have the best running he, back in the game. And you can't you can't you can't you can't tackle Christian McC- I don't know what it is. You can't. This is he's, like he's so good. It's insane. Um Yeah, it's it so, as hell. This team is this team is so good that we forget about Debo Samuel. Yeah. Like that's how good this team is. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like people forget cuz they line him up in the backfield and then it's like who is that? And I'm like, "Oh shit, that's Debo." And I forget, I'm like, oh my God, they have Debo. Like, Debo is the ultimate weapon. Like, last year, remember we, what he had, a thousand receiving yards, a thousand rushing yards as a wide receiver or something like that? Like, he had some crazy Might have been stat. Two years ago. But two years yeah. ago, he had some crazy historic stat, stat line that was like, who is this guy? And now we're like, well, I got CMC, Mr. Irrelevant, George Kittle's pretty good, and Brandon Ayuk, and they've got the defense, Bosa, and it's like, Oh yeah, and then they have Debo, who's like arguably yeah. the most usable player in the league because you can put him anywhere and he's successful. If we get a Mike McDaniel versus uh, Shanahan, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan Super Bowl, oh that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be nutty, honestly. That'd be kind of nutty. I would hope it happens. Like. That'd be great. There's not many better match matchups. Yeah. You got your You got your uh old apprentice. So the Cowboys are really just are are the Cowboys any good? Or are they just I can't believe it? you're forcing me to talk about the Cowboys. They're the same as no, they are every year. It's the most what? What do you want to talk about? You want I mean we can talk I about just, the Astros. I just, I just I, the Cowboys? <laughs> the we boys, we bro. they are who we thought they were. Okay. Who would they will always be? I mean the Strohs are who we thought they were. Nine and one today. Love that. Them boys. But not dem boys. They're the H Town boys. I was a little worried. I was a little worried two nights ago watching. I was. You call me a bandwagon Astros fan, one hundred percent except Oh, that I've was said dude. This Dude, your post was like, the post on your story, I was like, this is like great, like A plus bandwagon, like fan material, like the timing of it, the timing of it was perfect. Like, right. I think it was like the day before the, the first, the wildcard game or the day of like, no, it was was a plus on it. It was like two days ago with the, whenever it was, oh, it was nasty post. When whatever whenever it was perfect timing, it was like the perfect time to post that, and you know the the post was like very just it's not too much, so you know you don't get no one's gonna get mad at you because you're not a like true fan because it was just a simple cool photo of Altuve, you know what I mean. Bro, you just you nailed down the bandwagon shit like on that post like to a T. Dude, I've Thanks accepted guys. that I'm a bandwagon. People ask me if I'm a fan of the Astros, and I say I'm a bandwagon fan. Like I grew up in Houston. I have never been a really big baseball fan. Never. But when October rolls around and the Astros are good, I'm watching. Like it's it's happening. So I'm happy to accept being a bandwagon, but I'm not watching 160 plus games of baseball. Fuck that. No, I'm not watching that. But I do, if they are on, even in the regular season, like if they are on, like I'll, I'll like watch, especially this year, bro. This year is so much better, dude. It's so easy to watch now. It's like way faster. It's yeah, actually entertaining. So it's, it's a big, man. it's a big difference now. I'm not going to say uh, it's a coming out party for me being a regular season Astros fan, but I mean, it's entertaining in the playoffs. If, if, it's it's, if, it's arguably the most entertaining playoffs, dude. It's like 
it's like now during a regular season, you can actually like, if you're just like, oh, I don't really have much to watch. Oh, the Astros are playing. Fuck yeah. it. I'll tune yeah, into yeah. that. And you'll actually like kind of watch it for a little bit and be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Damn. Oh, all I'm right. not quite rather, like, you know, read an ESPN article about it yet, but that's, I feel like that's next level. You know, Rather than before, it'll be like, I could flip it to the game, but ain't shit going to be going on. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of slap ass and it's going to no, be going no, on. Yeah, no. Lots of turnarounds and pump fakes and <laughs> umpires talking and pretend fights and people getting upset when you bat flip. It's like no celebrate. It's like now it's actually like fun. But no, I'm I'm one hundred percent an Astros bandwagon fan. I've I've said this like happily and I'm I'm okay with being a bandwagoner. Because I'm not know, like I, I know you know, there, I just could be worse, I, love... I could be like I could be a bandwagon like Yankees fan or some shit like that. Like that would be terrible. I don't even live in the city. At least I live in this city. <laughs> this man here um i'm kind of i'm kind of a bandwagon texans fan also also honestly yeah you are honestly. i'm not i'm not riding with them when they're when they suck you're, you're a bandwagon line. a&m fan too obviously really a and you no know, you are you're you're down I mean, when we're down i know the correct term is I'm a, I'm a i'm a fair weather aggie fan <laughs> that's what it is i'm a fair weather aggie fan bro when yeah, things are going I, good I, i'm watching I feel like you got no loyalty whatsoever but i feel no like I, already on, I feel like i already harped on this last week uh but what do you want from me you want me to like stand out in the rain in my jersey when we i want you to be like faithful cry? bro what, what i'm, the, faithful I'm just i'm just mad because i'm the one i'm the one getting put up and and just butchered for being the quote-unquote bandwagon fan you you when i'm the on only one two years ago to pick a new football team and <laughs> you know what talking about and you know what happened i went back to old faithful <laughs> we, we narrowed down the list and you had no other option <laughs> What do you mean? I had no other. There was. There's 31 other teams. What do you mean? You you, you are a Miami Dolphins fan, though. You can't because you, you're a Miami everything fan for some reason. You're just a Miami fan. I don't know if it's the Dominican in you or what it is, but you're just a Miami fan, bro. You were a Miami Heat fan when they were playing the playoffs. That's just what it was. Come on. Whatever you say, man. Look. All I know is a and better beat the hell out of Tennessee because I can't. I'm calling in to work one day if we don't, we don't win. Mm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I don't believe there's any other major news. Hockey did start, which is nice. Yeah. Basketball also started, which is nice. Preseason, my bad. Yeah, I was like basketball preseason. Basketball preseason's lit, dude. Hell no. Nah, we're not talking any of that. Do fans you were to find us? Are you finished? Do you have anything else? That's all, folks. Slash Tabble Spot. Slash Tabble's Podcast. Trying to get you two times a week. And we will see you next time.